0: There are so many areas in life, marriage and wedding trains that you get on as soon as you get engaged, people put you in boxes or ask you which box you want to inhabit. But that isn't you know, unique to the engagement to wedding journey. It's, it happens all the time. It's just that the pressure is more obvious and more intense. A lot of my couples, when they come to me, have sought out a humanist celebrant as one of their very important pivotal things that they choose. Because every other aspect in their life, they have chosen their own path and they've done things a little bit different. And so it's very important to them to step off the treadmill.
1: Hello and welcome to the Grounded Families podcast with me, Julia Goodall, psychologist and coach. This is a podcast for all families navigating life, love and relationships. We delve into our stories and experiences of family and how these go on to shape and change who we are. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome to this week's episode. This week on the podcast, I speak with the wonderful Nat Raybould. She's a humanist celebrant, and more specifically, the Mary Poppins of celebrants, which I totally loved. Nat is actually also a professional singer, which I only learned during our conversation, and so very kind of multi-talented. Nat and I were supposed to record this in June, and on the day that we had set to record it, I um, heard from South Africa that my cousin's husband had died really suddenly of COVID. Um, And so I got in touch with Nat and said, I'm I'm so sorry, but I just don't, I don't think I have it in me today. And she was so lovely and warm and understanding, and we didn't book another date for ages. So I was really grateful to, yeah, be able to have this conversation even months down the line and really grateful to her on that day. It made me feel really kind of bonded to her. Mm. So yes, she is lovely and warm and funny and super talented. And I hope you enjoy our conversation. I am so happy to chat to you and welcome to the podcast. Nat Raybould, humanist celebrant, uh, Mary Poppins of celebrants. Love that so much. <laughs> ah,
0: thank you. It's it's so appropriate. I was so pleased. More than one couple said it to me. I attribute okay. it on my website to one couple. <laughs> okay. But I've had it said to me twice yeah and then other people have said oh like mary poppins okay so i just thought right if it keeps getting mentioned then i should be leaning into it absolutely (laughs) and also it's just like all the good things about mary poppins but all the bad things about mary poppins are really like (laughs) me as well so it's like what are the bad things
1: okay well like
0: she's a bit a bit bossy Mm. and she she kind of she loves herself a bit doesn't she (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's a bit vain and she likes a nice dress Um, everything she does is in service of others even mm. if they don't know it themselves okay and it sounds so kind of aggrandizing to put it in that kind of bold and bald mm-hmm. way but it really is it's really really important to me and it's mm. the whole reason that I do it and it's not just being in service of the couples mm-hmm. or even the couples and their guests.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's a wider societal importance mm. to show even even tiny children in the guests that you don't have to get married in either a, a way that is faith-based or a boring kind of legal way that yeah. t- has very little room for personality or difference. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the reason that people marry in a civil ceremony um when they're non-religious or in uh multi-faith relationships as well um nowadays is just because they actually haven't heard of celebrant ceremonies Mm, it's just not a way of the option yeah because maybe they go to a venue and they choose the venue first like probably 99 percent of couples probably do that and then the venue says so are you getting married in a church or a a mosque or whatever and they say no oh well you can get married here we're civilly registered and then the ball starts rolling okay and you never question it why Mm. would you question it if you're not told about it yeah so it's it can be a a kind of a a tricky thing to disseminate just the existence of celebrant ceremonies and humanist ceremonies um but you know do my best (laughs) (laughs) Mary Poppins
1: style but that's kind of why I wanted to speak to you also because I I totally agree I think what you're doing is is so much broader than marrying people on the day um something about opening up um the ritual of marriage and the rituals around love and the way that those can be expressed in like so many ways that we often don't feel we have access to that or like permission to do things in a different way oh
0: yes absolutely and this idea of permission Mm -hmm. and uh self-generosity actually you know yes yeah there are so many areas in life marriage and wedding I don't know trains that you get on as soon as you get engaged people put you in boxes or ask you which box you want to inhabit yes but that isn't you know unique to the engagement to wedding journey it's it happens all the time. Mm. It's just that the pressure is more obvious and more intense mm. when you've got this engagement wedding planning journey, if you will, yeah. I think. And actually, a lot of my couples, when they come to me, mm. have sought out um, a humanist celebrant Okay. as, as one of their... Um, very important pivotal things that they choose Mm. because every other aspect in their life Mm. they have chosen their own path and they've done things a little bit differently yeah and so it's very important to them to step off the treadmill Mm. even in this kind of situation where you have a little bit possibly sometimes you have familial pressure sometimes you have a little bit of societal pressure that everyone feels even if you are you know abandoning that pressure and Mm. saying no to it
1: it's still still there you're still saying no to
0: something you know you you can't say no to nothing um and you know often my couples are like we're trying to do this thing our way Mm. but we're not saying oh we're making a big statement and Mm. we're you know look at us and aren't we better than you because we're not following the rules yeah And there is this kind of this dichotomy between wanting to do it your way. And absolutely, you know, you should because it should feel authentic and beautiful to you because it's your feelings and your love and your commitment. Yeah. But also people don't want to do that in a way that feels, I don't know, alienating. Mm. There's a lot of gifting that you can give to your family. And if your family also think it's important to, for example... Um, if you have a culturally Jewish family yeah. and you are culturally Jewish, mm. but you you don't believe in God. Um but to honor that heritage and to honor your family and your culture at an important time in your life, that's really important. And so it's balancing, I think, a lot of the time between being absolutely emotionally true to yourself, because that's the best way to start. Mm. A commitment, a marriage commitment. You can't start with crossed fingers. And yeah. also, I think gifting these, I don't want to say compromises actually, because it's always what you want to do, but listening, having an mm. openness and a generosity to mm. other aspects of your life and your family and your friends and your society. So interesting. Because I think that, the,
1: like you say, the friends and family and society are inherently part of the yes. ritual. And so, to make a different decision must be scary it is scary yeah. because you don't want to alienate the important people like underpinning that yeah. ritual so it's also it's a brave space to be in, I think to do things slightly differently even to how your parents would have done, or um the people living next door to you, whatever it is
0: that That's right, and I think often uh couples just want. <sighs> They come to me, yes, there's the more prosaic bit of me actually writing the script and delivering the script, but actually I think a lot of couples come to me for the permission to do that. Yeah. To say that it's not it's not a I don't know, I'm pulling pulling words out of the ether here, but you know, it's not a disrespectful thing. Yes. It's not a a show off thing.
1: It's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not only just okay, Mm. but it's actively going to delight and and Mm. uplift your guests it's not they're not going to say oh well that will do yes and it's a
1: compromise (laughs) all nice except for the old humanist yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know or they'll say well it was okay but it wasn't quite as good as Mm. that it never happens I have done quite a few weddings now yeah and even I I often get guests coming up to me and they always have this kind of caveat sentence where they say I'm a practising Catholic, but... And then they carry on and they say it was the best wedding they've ever seen. Oh. And I know why, you know? It's because a faith-based ceremony has so much resonance for people with faith. Mm. But not everybody in the room has the same faith yeah. in, in, the, in the ceremonies that I lead. Mm. So when you create an atmosphere and a space for love and for truth and for authenticity Mm. whether that be indoors or outdoors doesn't matter it still has the same biteable texture of glory it just does everybody is on the same page because i try my Mm. hardest and i succeed in building a space where everybody is equally spoken to okay and everybody is equally spoken about and held up Mm. and it is essentially human because that is my concern that is my concern of my couples too oh I love that and And so it's gift not
1: just for the couples but for again everybody yeah it's for the guests yes
0: exactly and I always talk to my couples about how you know we three the couples and me Mm. we know what's going to be in the script because they um for the most part some don't but for the most part they okay the script and they make sure that it's exactly what they want and Okay, we tweak it if they've decided that they've changed their mind about a certain thing or whatever. Whatever. Okay. It usually doesn't need much tweaking but they know roughly what's going on. Yeah. Um, apart from certain things you might have surprise vows, surprise readings, okay. um, etc. Um, but the guests usually have not read the script. The odd mum sometimes. <laughs> but they haven't read the script. So, Usually, guests would go to a ceremony and they could probably heckle the next line, couldn't they? Yeah. Usually. So true. <laughs> um, or at least have a stab at what it's going to be. Um, but you can't in a celebrant <laughs> ceremony because, gosh darn it, I've gone and written it. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the, the vibe in the space is much more attentionful Mm. that's not even a word but I'm just going to roll with it much more much more full of attention the spaces yeah because because they're absolutely hanging on every new Mm. paragraph because it could be I mean it's not going to be anything there are (laughs) always you know there will always be promises there are usually rings not all the time There is usually some sort of symbolic action to denote union. Okay. Um, And there will usually be some sort of wonderful kiss at the end.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But all the words are yours. Yeah,
0: all the words are theirs and mine, And you know? And so because all the guests, of course, love the couple, they delight in hearing about them, Mm -hmm. you know? And... There is nothing more than the guests want than to be entertained. Sounds sounds superficial, mm. but I really don't think it is. To, to, to truly entertain someone is to hold their attention yes, and to and make them the... want to hear mm. more yeah. and to, uh, to leave them happy and smiling. That's a wonderful gift to give someone. And if you can give Gosh. that to all your guests, then it makes everything more memorable for you and for them. Mm. and to me it creates a a real moment in time Mm. that you will remember
1: it's so beautiful Nat it's such a lovely (laughs) like way of describing it and also that you're so inclusive around guests and thinking about guests in the same way Mm -hmm. because I think there's this I mean I don't know a lot about the wedding industry but often there seems like a lot of sort of chatter conversation about it's your day which it is yeah. But also this, like social context is so important. Um, and I love yeah. that you speak to everybody in the room as human beings. I think there's also, like weddings are fascinating to me because they are, because they're ritual. But, yeah. but they feel like, like a liminal sort of space, like a thin place, like a created thin place, you know. It's so interesting to me what can be kind of co-created in those moments and what's carried through and... But I'm also so fascinated by what it must be like to create those kind of liminal spaces, thin space, like thin places for you to do that and to kind of drink of that like Kool Aid, you know, four times a month. I'm like, I'm really fascinated about how that impacts you and what it's
0: like. Well, you know, just from how you're talking about it here, it is amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. It is draining. But also mm. energising in yes. the same way, which is a hard <clears throat> yeah, dualism, um, yeah. but so true because it demands everything of me mm. um, in, the, in the very best way, in the way that I love to live. Yeah. I love to, to live 100%. And I'm not saying, oh, you know, that means I'm staying out all night and dancing and I, I, I stay in and watch Drag Race like the rest of us. But <laughs> I, if I'm going to do something... I'm going to absolutely strain every sinew mm. to give everything I have, both in the writing and also in the leading on, on the day as well. Yeah. And the preparation of giving that and giving the uh, intense thought and intentionality towards mm. that space and towards, I think it's wonderful how you describe it as well, a very thin uh, creative space whether there isn't an idea of right or wrong mm. as well, because there is that moment. There is mm. that, that space where whatever happens because of love is the right thing. So if, if a reader stumbles over their words or forgets their paper and has to go back and get it, then it doesn't bloody matter. Yeah,
1: it's all part, doesn't of, the, matter a part of the day. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter you know, if a child cries in the vows, which apparently people care about in weddings, I don't give oh, a really? No, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care because that child is living and they are crying for whatever reason. And the the couple don't care because they love each other and they're getting married. We, we can wait and make a joke and repeat it. Mm. We can do whatever we need to do. I am there to facilitate everybody feeling comfortable and that includes the child Mm. that includes the parent that's dealing with the child Mm. Uh, you know as soon as you start to think like that about ceremonies that there's not this idea of this kind of Mm. uh, rigid um smashable perfection that you could ruin if someone's not on the right side or if someone doesn't sit in the right place or if the or if the bouquet isn't taken at the right time or oh Mm. it's all ruined you know
1: yeah you know it's it and that feels like such a healthy stance to go into marriage with as well because nothing ever goes according to script
0: and yes. best you learn that early yeah. on <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I, exactly exactly and the humanity of doing it is mm. the point yes you know it's it's all baked into the thing mm. and actually you know if there is too much of this idea of perfection and the one time only, and the blah, blah, mm. that's when people get nervous. That's when people don't en- start to not enjoy it because they they yeah. feel like they're performing a role that feels a bit inhuman mm. somehow. Yeah, and and I and so I aim to just try and strip that away. As much as I can. I mean, you know, it not everybody likes standing up in front of everyone else and being looked at.
1: And I yeah. get that.
0: And when we create our ceremonies together, if a couple expresses or if I can sense that it's not going to be like the most exciting thing for them to be standing <laughs> in front of others and being looked at, yeah. then we find a way to make that more comfortable and to make that more fun. Mm, Cuz okay. you want it to feel like a hug you don't Mm. want it to feel like a dance you performing animal oh and (laughs) a horrible
1: torture that you have to get through
0: yeah and I think I think actually it has got a little bit of a trope of that hasn't Mm. it that the ceremony is the thing that you have to get through and find a bit uncomfy and a bit boring Mm. and maybe a bit silly to get to the good
1: bit so true Wow and, and it's so sad it's such a missed opportunity, like you say, around yeah. the union and the the ritual and everyone yeah. being present for that. That's very really interesting.
0: I was just going to say you can do it and have fun without it not being meaningful as well you exactly,
1: know? exactly. <laughs> not taking it all too seriously can you tell me a little bit about how you got into this work
0: I got into this work because I basically was sitting on the other side of the sofa from all of my couples the first humanist ceremony I ever saw was my own okay uh-huh. wow yeah right yeah um, that's like... how old was I god I dread to think uh, well <laughs> I was over th- I was over 30 anyway yes and um I could probably work it out, but maybe I don't want to. <laughs> Me and my husband, you know, we we've gone to our fair share of friends' weddings and mm. other weddings, and also I'm a classical singer as well, so I've sung at lots of weddings. Oh, wow. So I've okay. been, I don't know that, so quite quite a few weddings. Yes, and um, but no, no humanist ceremonies. Wow,
1: that's like quite dramatic fact,
0: yeah, shocked I you know. say it's the first one? Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of astonished now. I'm saying it that mm. that, that never cropped up, but it never did. It was always kind of mm. in a hotel civil ceremony, in a mansion house civil ceremony. Um, I sang mostly in church ceremonies because church ceremonies in general tend to have more music in them, more live music, yeah. more chor- choral music, classical yes. music. and I used to just think, well, you know. This is fine. It's quite pretty. But we in the choir on the other side of the priest, this is the Church of England church, used to have a better view of the couple getting married Mm. than the Than Than the the people, yeah. Yeah, because they're always facing backwards for like, (laughs) I don't know, 80% of the ceremony. And actually... That was one of the things that really, really s- struck me when we got mm. engaged ourselves. Obviously, we have never had a religious ceremony because neither of us are religious. Yeah. Um, I was a card carrying humanist before we got engaged. Mm. But it really struck me that, you know, <sighs> marriage ceremonies are really kind of passive for the couple getting married, mm. where it feels like the wedding is being kind of done at them. Okay, interesting. You know, yeah. and that I feel that for for kind of faith based marriage, and also for civil mm. marriage, it's like you're either having Oh, so interesting, like you're being of kind of
1: submitting to something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, whether that be the law, or whether whether that be kind of blessings mm. from above, or or permission from above. Okay. And you know, it's you don't really hear much from the couple at all, do you? You hear kind of little yes peeps <laughs> <laughs> from them and you see their backs most of the time so it feels so true. like you know all of their agency is quite stripped mm. away okay, whereas yeah. actually the reason you're there in the first place is because of a decision they made mm.
1: gosh I've never thought about
0: that yeah to me it always feels a bit a bit kind of ass about face mm. but anyway rolling back so um when we got engaged, because I was a card-carrying humanist and Ivan's a hardcore atheist, we chose our venue quite quickly, straightway. And then the next thought was to have a humanist yeah. celebrant. And at that time, um, there weren't that many on the Humanists UK map. And so there wasn't actually that much choice in the Oxford area, which is where we were getting married. Okay. And um, happily... Unfortunately, the person that we chose, um, called Zena Birch, who is still a humanist celebrant, and is okay. the queen of humanist celebrants. Okay. She's amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, but I would say that because she married us, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and she was serving that area, and we met her, and immediately it felt right. Mm. You know. Just that sense of this is the
1: right person to do this.
0: Yeah. She's so warm and professional in equal measure. Mm -hmm. And so creative, but at the same time, listening to you for your creativity. Yeah. So it's not a a kind of taking over creativity, which of course I'm very keen to not do that as well. Mm. Some couples prefer to be led. Some couples prefer to lead. Mm. Some it's like, you know, a, a lovely dance. Yeah. And... Yeah, it just felt so easy, so Mm. natural, and so honest, you know. It felt honest, Mm. it felt real, it felt us. Yeah. And then the process takes about six months. Okay. Um, Ideally, you can do it more quickly than that, but six months is a good arc. Okay. And then when we came to our wedding day and we had... um, our humanist ceremony there weren't that many people in it we chose to have uh I think we had 36 guests including us in total okay we were doing pandemic weddings before they were trendy (laughs) of course what now has become a thing that I get used to hearing saying is that all our guests came to us and said it's the best wedding we've ever been to we laughed and we cried and it was so you Mm. which is the ultimate compliment of what I always hope that the guests say (laughs) it was so you it was all about you and it was beautiful from top to toe Mm. and you know I was a 100% uh full-time opera singer classical singer um at that time and uh me and Zena, of course, we became friends because you kind of can't not. And I'm friends with my couples now. It's just, it's just the way it rolls. Yeah. And and I saw how fulfilling and beautiful and and important mm. her job was. And there was just something like a little delightful love flea yeah. <laughs> in my hair, <laughs> scratching away in a delightful way isn't that a lovely metaphor <laughs> it's so My beautiful. God, I'm never gonna say that <laughs> lovely <again. laughs> and and saying not only do I think that I could do that but I think I need to do that mm. I think I need to do that and and I kind of sat on it for a little bit because I've been a singer for decades I still I still do singing I'm I'm doing a tour in January February next year okay um uh, you know, COVID, Brexit, willing, all the five-letter yes. words. Yes. Yeah. But um, and visa willing. So some four-letter words as well. <laughs> it became a thing where I thought, oh, would I don't know the wedding industry take me less seriously if I'm a singer, and would the singing industry take me less seriously if I said I was doing celebrating as well? Mm-hmm. And then it took me about three months max to just think I don't care. Yeah, what does I it matter? I do not care. Why yeah. am I why am I even mm. having this stupid internal conversation with myself when this lovely is still going <laughs> scratching away. <laughs> still still biting away. Um and I I really had no choice. I had no choice. When I look back on it, it's really interesting to me that a lot of my uh kind of, it wasn't reticence, but the reason that I just didn't do it immediately was because I had been doing something else for decades Mm. and you get into this idea that I am a singer and I am a this yes and that was the only thing and how silly is that you know it's Mm. it's a limiting unnecessary
1: pedantry it's also so interesting because I guess it's something that maybe some of your guests um and couples go through in the sense that this is what we've always done and stepping yeah. a little bit outside of that. And that's quite lovely that you walked through that yourself first, you know?
0: Yeah. You can relate to some of that. That I I like that. That's true. And I think actually, wow, thank you. <laughs> that's that's really that's really important. Thank you. Sure. Um yes, because we all have this idea whether it's imposed upon us or whether we just kind of absorb it through, you know, even things like TV and films and what Mm. have you, you know, that there is a way to think, a way to be, a way to progress through life, a way to have success. Yeah. uh, The right and the wrong. Mm. And actually, you're you're absolutely right. Maybe the kind of the freeing of myself because I just had to do this into Mm. this interesting thing where I am neither now uh, well i the thing is is there's so many things we can't know at the moment even next week we don't know what's going to happen and we've Mm. turned into these people that have to be weather vanes don't we (laughs) and we have to just follow the prevailing wind and we have for 18 months so i wouldn't like to say what i am or what i am not Mm. (laughs) uh, now but all i know is i'm really happy Mm, with what you're doing yeah because i i feel like I'm doing a good thing for people Mm. and uh, it doesn't get better than that.
1: Mm. Oh, and it's one of those sort of immeasurable things that kind of scatters outwards and you have no idea almost of the repercussions of that. It's so lovely, you know. I hope
0: so, you know. Mm. I mean, I think I referred to it a little bit earlier, you know. I I really like the idea that, you know, small children Mm. would come to a wedding and they would mm. see this kind of wedding and think, oh, that's how weddings are. Yeah. I like that. It's like a small kind of uh sneaky ninja attack <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> Into an openness and way yeah. of being. Yeah. Yeah, just just allowing <laughs> you know, it, it allows everything to just become a bit looser. Mm. And and by that, I'm not saying, oh, one should wholesale reject, therefore, all tradition.
1: No, you know? sure
0: because i i you know i love ritual and tradition that's part of why i love the job yeah it's just that you have to believe in it wholeheartedly and not just do it because you think there's no alternative Mm. so it's just Mm -hmm. a matter of questioning it if and 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 passing it really passing with an r not not a posh (laughs) passing (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Passing.
0: <laughs> it's lovely what you say
1: about kids as well and i think that the i mean i understand why people do it to an extent but i think it's sad also that kids are so often excluded from weddings because yeah. like you referred to earlier about it um that they may ruin it they may ruin the order and the preciseness and the kind of perfection that something is being strived for and yeah. actually that they are part of society and also human beings and like an important part of like you say learning how things work and what they look like and what people do and it's like all of their little schemas um and also they bring something to that wedding like crying at that moment and allowing it to be more human yeah um and yeah I love that you just open again to all the humans in the room um it's really like it's sad that it's so unusual but it is quite unusual
0: yeah, I think I think sometimes people make a decision to have a no child wedding because it's a more adult oriented wedding like you know sure. if they're boozing, boozing straight away or something sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. But I do agree with you that um I think it's very important that if and when children are included in a, in a wedding ceremony or mm. a wedding day that it's not like be quiet and Mm. try and ignore the fact that the kids are there apart from a pretty picture or being a little page boy or a a flower girl or whatever Mm. you know I often have couples who already have a kid or kids yeah depending on their age they can absolutely be incorporated into the ceremony and sometimes Mm. that means an awful lot to both the couple getting married and the kid and that doesn't depend on whether the two people getting married are both the parents of the child or okay. the children as well. Okay. So it can be a union in so many ways, mm. you know? And I also think, as I say about, you know, wanting the couple to feel that they are actively choosing to get married and that everyone sees that, it's just a small tweak mm. in, in rhetoric. But I think it's important, this choice... And you are implying equal choice. So that's a step Mm. away from the patriarchy to start with. Yeah. And also you re-choose to love people every Mm. day, every morning when you wake up, you know. Mm. They may be irritating that day, (laughs) but you go back to sleep and you you re-choose them in their flawed, glorious humanity Mm. every day. And, you know, children and family are part of that as well. Mm. And so it's right that if I can include them in some way, there's always some way that you Mm. can include the children in the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. A colleague of mine, I've never actually done this because it's not been appropriate um, in in my weddings to date, but I always file it away as an amazing idea. One day. Yeah. 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 A colleague had a ceremony where there were, there were more children than usual. You know, it was quite a lot of children and they had them sitting at the front on um, rugs and then everybody mm. behind was on uh, I think hay bales although okay. it wasn't my wedding so I'm I'm not entirely sure whether I'm making that up <laughs> um, but it was an outdi- out- outdoor ceremony yeah and so partly I suppose to slightly keep that many children quiet in case mm. they started a conversation on their own <laughs> <laughs> in the ceremony <sighs> um but also to provide um this idea of gift giving again in the ceremonies, okay. which I think is really important. You're getting gifts from your guests of love and mm. time and thought and possibly, you know, active things happening in the ceremony. Yeah. And then the couple are gifting the opportunity to come and be part of the ceremony. So there's a yeah. lot of gifting. Yeah. Um and so I'm I'm building this up. It's not it's not <laughs> it's not groundbreaking, but it is beautiful. Um, giving out paper and pens oh, that's on pads so yes. and then they all draw what's happening in the wedding oh, in front of them so lovely and then they've got lots of drawings of the couple getting married of the whole situation sometimes you get and also you get a child's eye view of things so the younger children sometimes draw the rings enormous like bigger than bigger than the humans Sweet. and how symbolic is that yeah how amazing. you know that's like that's like that's artistic you
1: nailed that vision
0: one. yes yeah it's artistic vision it's amazing yeah. and and you know sometimes the flowers are bigger than than the humans mm. because there's a floral display behind and they concentrated on drawing the flowers first and then pop the pop the couple mm. in afterwards and um, you know those kind of gifts that's beautiful then and to be a little bit you know sheeshy or whatever you can make your thank you cards out of them it's quite oh, clever <laughs> <laughs> i definitely pack that away for
1: another, <laughs> for yeah, another time i think, I think it's that's a great so idea. lovely and imagine some of the artwork like you say will come out of that it is such a gift to hang on to those things and yeah. different like you say different perspectives that kids will often see things yeah in a different way it's
0: so lovely and and also what i like about that um and other things that i also try to pack in an already packed full ceremony because i Mm. have lots of bugbears my goodness (laughs) is that you know we are celebrating a moment in time Mm. and that makes us think about the memories and things that have been passed and it also makes us think about our intentions for the future and this is like the fulcrum this is like a point where you're still moving yeah no one's stopping it's not the end of the film yeah but it's still really good to acknowledge that time so to have drawings from children when they are of an age that they were at your wedding
1: mm. you know those
0: children may see them 10 years later and have a memory so of drawing that and you know those kind of things are the are the memories that help help you journey and help you grow and are just so touching and beautiful
1: yeah and hold you together as well I think that that's right. be different things that you come back to over the years I guess yeah Yeah. oh and that's so lovely to chat with you and hear just yeah just about a bit about what you do and um what an impact it also makes and what an impact it makes on you I think that's really lovely to see is that it's um like such a meaningful thing to you it's not just a you know executing a role um Which is quite magic to see
0: thank you I it's it's a very interesting thing to me that I knew it would mean a lot to me when I started training with Humanists UK. Yeah. I knew that it would feel important and it would feel that people that couples that wanted to get married in a personal way could do so. Mm. But I never really realized how utterly all absorbing it would be in a beautiful lovely way. Mm. It makes me reevaluate my relationship in the best yes. way. It also makes me reevaluate, you know, kind of wider you know wider society it sounds so yeah. grandiose but it's really it's really true you you start mm. just really giving yourself as much grace as you give your couples and the, and the guests and mm. that's that's really nice so I've got a lot to be thankful for yeah it's magic and
1: like access to that those liminal spaces I think that's what I was wondering about also about with your husband and what sort of impact that makes on your relationship you know when you go to a wedding and there's that kind of reconnection that happens even if it's not your wedding um and I wonder you know what it's like to come home after one of those days and how you kind of reconnect with him and what happens to all of that
0: yeah it's it's an interesting thing I think it's a bit trickier at the moment because my you know my son has to be looked at the most weddings are on a Saturday yeah and so my husband looks after my son and because of how Covid is at the moment, we're not comfortable with letting him stay with either grandparents whilst he's okay, at school. OK, OK. So at the moment, I will say that it's not as much reconnection as I would like there to be because we're <laughs> yeah. both a bit tired <laughs> <Just> <laughs> when exhausted. we get home. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he's been working all week and then he has to look after Mm. Albert on the Saturday. Even though that's a joy, you know what a seven-year-old would be like. It's still tiring. It's beans, beans, beans. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have that post-delivery come down, Mm -hmm. as it were. But I do feel that I'm better at communicating in non-verbal ways with him now he's he's as much an introvert as I am an extrovert and that's why we work well together but sometimes why we argue yeah because which is interesting isn't it that it's both but it's because he likes to have everything worked out and then he speaks on it okay and I like to start speaking to see what I think about something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is probably what I've been doing today. So apologies to anyone listening. So we've we've been together long enough to understand that that's both what we do and that's our, our thinking process. But sometimes, you know, it can still grate because it's like, mm. why are you not more like me? But I've learned to be better at being quieter. Partly because you have to have a come down after you've Mm. given a lot of yourself on a wedding day. And I'm trying certainly to tap into that at the moment because it's a way of not only connecting with Ivan more, but also of of saving myself as well, of conserving my energy so that Mm. I can use it in the best way Mm. possible for my work and also for my family you know yeah. for the things that matter but thank thank you, As you for asking about in. that so yeah I'm
1: fascinated also that it like you say happens on a Saturday but yeah that's hard it's hard to manage that stuff within families and you've got a young family and yeah, yeah I think it's it's a lot and it's that like you're saying you're giving so much and also receiving a lot from this
0: that it's a it's a big deal
1: like both yeah. ways
0: yeah it's, yeah it's and also because we haven't done it properly you know because of covid we haven't really had a a, a way to form a a rhythm for that mm. for Albert being the age he is for over mm. a year so yeah. it's a matter of kind of getting back into that groove yeah but yeah. you know it's a it's important not to beat yourself up about anything at the moment isn't it we're Absolutely. all doing our best exactly exactly
1: (laughs) oh nat thank you so so much and sorry about the long awaited conversation because you were supposed to speak a few months ago
0: oh no it's my it's my absolute pleasure and you're you're so lovely and i've had such such the best time thank you so much for uh, for inviting me on such a pleasure um and i will chat to you soon yes okay
1: I hope you enjoy that conversation as much as I did um Nat is an absolute delight I also wanted to let you know that I am taking coaching clients on at the moment so if you're wanting to work either on your own or as a couple please get in touch I've got I think three spaces over the next month um so please do get in touch if you feel like coaching and thinking about relationships and how you respond to your respond to the relationships in your life, whether that's in work, um, in your business, at home, in your marriage, you know, with your partner, with your kids, whatever it is. I think if we're having difficulty in our relationships, that that's really pervasive um, throughout our lives because we interact with people throughout our lives. And um, it can be a really kind of freeing thing to work on. So if that sounds interesting to you, if you'd like to hear a little bit more, please get in touch and um, we can set up a call. All right, have a good week. I'll chat to you next week. Thank you so much for being here today. If you'd like to get in touch, I'm on Instagram at grounded underscore families. You can send me a DM or a voice note in my DMs or an email. I'd so love to hear from you. Please do like, share and subscribe this podcast. It really, really helps to get the podcast out in front of more listeners. And I'll see you again next week. Take care. Bye.